Hello, and welcome to an interlude between Season 1 and Season 2 of Human Becoming. Before we switch gears for Season 2, I wanted to offer you this story, this letter, this poem, from my future self to me now. We are experiencing such a deep and profound shift as humanity, and I have felt much uncertainty and fear and anxiety that coexist in a strange dance with hopefulness and possibility within me. My name, Dumelo, means faith. It was chosen by my mother because she felt that that was an important gift to offer the world. And so I sit here with faith and with hope and with trust that we are moving towards a different and more liberated world. I offer these words to you in hopes that they will find you where you are, that they will offer you an opening to new possibilities and to your own story of how things turned out to be okay. Hmm. My dear sweet one, I am holding you close. We have traveled many miles together, walked many steps. We have come to know each other well. You are me as I am you, and we are not long for this world, for this body. Our face is etched with lines that are a testament to a life well lived. We have children, grandchildren too, we are soon to join the ancestors, becoming one ourselves. We have this sense in our body. I am sure that you have many questions. There is so much that I would like to tell you. You who can be so full of doubt and trust, living within you as strange bedfellows. You who hold so many fears and hopes for what our future may hold. It is okay to cry. There is so much that lives within you, within us. So much that is ours, so much that is not, but has become ours to hold. I could tell you about how the world is different now, about how it looks, about our incredible technological innovations that now you can only dream of, and I would encourage you to do so. It is important to dream, my dear one. That is how we created this world. We imagined that something different was possible. We could feel it calling to us, beckoning us, wanting to be birthed through us. That is all that we are, after all, we humans. Birthers, life-givers, creators. And then we had faith hope, trust, that if we dug our hands into the soil, turned it, layered our compost over it, and planted our seeds, maybe they would grow. We, you, <laughs> tended to a future that you could only imagine, believe in, and dream was possible. There is great power in that, a great power in you, in all of us. Well, I'll give you a brief overview of the who, what, when, why. I know you are curious. 
The pandemic was just the beginning of a series of changes that would radically, totally, and completely transform our society. There were years of chaos, of uncertainty, of turmoil and unrest, as the forces of this world toiled and tumbled for control. Those who held power did not want to let go of it. They found new ways to worm their way into hovels and hiding places, disguising themselves as the unexpected. Power over, as we call it, did not want to let go without a fight, to unsink its teeth from our flesh. But a new form of power was already being birthed, a deep power from within each of us, a power that could not be legitimized or delegitimized by the other. It simply was, is. <laughs> and slowly, people began to wake up. They began to taste freedom, to see it, to yearn for it, to pursue it with such a ferocity, with such fire and force and willpower. This is the power of the human spirit, after all. As humanity began to awaken, so did our gifts. That is where the new technologies, the new ideas, the new ways of being came from, from this new human. This part is fuzzy to me now. These are some of the things that will come with age, as you, we, will discover. I do remember in these years being amazed at what we saw. The resilience of human beings, the indomitable spirit the desire for freedom, for ourselves and for others, the return to love, the return to connection. Perhaps that was the most beautiful. People began to open their hearts after years and centuries of having their hearts closed to one another, to their humanity. I say they because you and I have always had a complicated relationship to our humanness, I remember the deep grief, too, the grief that you feel now. It was, is, so overwhelming, so raw, so full. I will tell you, we learned that we had to face it. We had to face the deep, consuming grief of what we had done to our home, to our ancestors and our descendants' home, we had to honor it, to meet it fully in its bigness. We had to meet the earth in their rage. We were humbled before it. We allowed ourselves to be undone. They were painful times, to be sure, but they were also joyous. They were rich. They were loving. In that grieving, in that meeting, we connected to ourselves, to the earth, to each other, to the ancestors. Oh, sweet one, the ancestors. They waited for us with open hands and arms and hearts, ready to be healed and to share that healing with us in turn. We returned to dancing and singing on the festival days, honoring the changes and seasons and the cycles of the moon and the stars and the planets. We took our rightful place amidst all of life. 
That is the beauty of this time, and why we chose to come here, after all. The pain of disconnection had been felt for so long that the joy of reconnection was so sweet. Forgive me, dear one. It is hard to speak and convey ideas when there is still so much you do not know, still so much you are yet to experience. We speak about time differently now, but I am doing my best to convey ideas of here, now, past, present, but time has changed. In truth, there is only now. I suppose what I want to tell you about is how it feels. You will see how it looks soon enough, but it feels and tastes and sounds and smells like freedom. It smells like clean air and the scent of herbs growing in the garden. It looks like hands digging into earth together and smiles exchanged with sweat on our brows. It tastes like pleasure. It is a sweetness, a fullness, a richness that you have longed for, that we have sought lifetime after lifetime. To you, now, it is almost unimaginable in just how much it is everything you have ever yearned for, ever dreamed of, ever hoped was possible. Hold on to that vision that lives inside of you, to that seed that only you can offer to the soils of a world becoming. And when that vision feels too big, too large, too unimaginable, when you doubt that you can reach it, remember that here, now, it already is. And I am here, with you, holding that seed. As are your ancestors, who are so proud of you. Hold on to your faith. It is why we chose the birth name that we did, after all. That is your anchor. That is your lighthouse, your life raft. That is your shelter in the storm that you will face, for there is a storm coming. The storm is already here, and so is the rainbow. Neither good nor bad, simply necessary and part of life. I know it doesn't always feel like it, but there are many stories of how things turned out to be okay. You are living one now, and there are many like you. And so remember that I am always with you. And remember that your hope, your imagination, your belief in a different world is what will make it possible. Remember that who you are is important. And what you remind people of, what you evoke in them is even more so. Hold on to your raft, even when you do not know where it is taking you. I do. I have lived it. And this place, this now is your wildest dream. Whew. <laughs> it wouldn't be human becoming if I wasn't crying <laughs> in every episode. <sighs> I look forward to introducing you to the second season, which is launching today. But for now, enjoy this gift. If you feel cold to... Connect to the wisdom of your future self, the you that has lived through these tumultuous times and knows your story 
intimately of how things turned out to be okay. And if you feel called to share, I would love to hear that story. There is a great deal of hopelessness surrounding the human heart at this time, and one medicine, I believe, is these stories. These stories that have the ability to inspire, to reconnect us to hope, and to a deep embodied knowing that this story has many possible endings. And, as we know, endings are never really endings, truly. Death is a transformation. Endings and beginnings are two points on one circle, as are birth and death and la 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 la. (laughs) The ending that I see for this story is fiery and tumultuous and apocalyptic in nature. But I ask myself, what if crisis was a portal? What if... Like we discovered in season one of Human Becoming, the crisis is really the opening to a way of being that is freer and more true. I am enriched and infinitely grateful for my crisis, and I had always wished that in my darkest moments, someone might have whispered that this was, in fact, a gift. And in some ways, I believe that I did hear those whispers. It's why I made the choices that I made to not go on medication, to meet myself fully, to experience the turmoil without knowing where I was being transported to. Maybe me, now, is whispering back to do me then, and do me then is listening. As we heard from future do me, all time is now, but we are still operating in the then-now-before paradigm. (laughs) My whisper to humanity and to you in this moment of darkness, as we pass through the anarchic womb, is that perhaps this too is a portal, that this too is a gateway, and that perhaps, maybe, we will find a truer and more liberated way of being as we begin to see the light at the end of the tunnel. With deep care and love for you, Signing off.